Hi, it's Tuesday, February 13th, and this is another episode of the Zogby Report, real and unscripted. We haven't been around in a little while because there's been an awful lot going on uh, in our business uh, lives. And so here we are, we're back and we're ready, I guess, as anybody can possibly be to talk about politics, talk about the presidential race. How you doing, Jerry? I'm doing well. I, I'm uh, I'm curious where you're going to take this. Yeah, me too. But let's start with the with the the kind of the difficult one, uh, actually the easy one. Hmm. Uh, uh, this firm, uh, John Zogby Strategies, through you, our managing partner, are polling for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Is that correct? Yeah, I know the answer. Um, but basically, uh, you have a wife and four kids and a very busy life and other clients and you don't go through your daily routine saying i wonder how bobby would do it i wonder what bobby would say i wonder what bobby is thinking right now how do i mold and shape everything i do to comport with bobby kennedy and what bobby kennedy would do and how i should do it that's not that doesn't govern your life does it no, because we we have never been. We've always polled politics, right? You've always yeah. polled candidates, but uh, we've been lucky not being party pollsters to be, mm-hmm. you know, front seat on the campaign, working only for the campaign. We're independent, and that's where we get our accuracy and objectivity from. So, and and, and look, campaigns are chaotic. They will take your life over, and mm-hmm. and. Um, we have a business to run, so um, no, I, I I don't. And 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 the purpose of our data, um, especially in a race like this, is to is to offer uh, a temperature check. You know, just like the person who goes to the doctor or goes to whatever their healthcare specialist is and give me my blood pressure, check my temperature, uh, check my vitals. And um, not necessarily now. What do I do from here? Where the healthcare person says, "Well, you need this vitamin and that vitamin. You need to go out and you need to to eat this food and 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 make sure you're getting enough uh, healthy fats." And w- so we are providing independent analysis of where that the campaign stands in uh, in uh, the political landscape, the rapidly changing political landscape. But as you highlighted, we maintain. Our clients. So uh, that's how I started it. You know, it is 40 years now. And the, the definition is best thing that we can do for our clients, whether it's a presidential candidate, a major art center um, in Florida, or a pizza parlor, is to offer the most accurate uh, uh, data and the most sophisticated analysis that is helpful and useful to them. Period. And it's up to them how they want to run and strategize with it. That's absolutely correct. All right. With that said, then, uh, let's talk about the presidential race. And the issue of the moment is age, right? Uh, And obviously, the special prosecutor in the Biden uh, case uh, indicated that there were possibly indictable uh, actions on the part of the president when it came to uh, uh, taking home with him as vice president some uh, 
highly secure uh, uh, files. But he decided not to indict. Everybody knows why. He said he uh, he would be uh, an an old, well-meaning fellow with a, a short memory and would come off actually as a sympathetic character rather than as someone who should go to jail and go to trial you know, in his 80s. And of course, everybody knows the uproar uh, about that. Uh, I think that the special prosecutor way overstepped his bounds. He was supposed to be looking simply at possible indictable crimes or not indictable crimes. And that when it came into delving into the personal behavior and nature of the president of the United States, he was out of bounds. Uh, and that that was, in fact, gratuitous and a cheap shot. Uh, just from you and I chatting <clears throat> over the weekend, I guess you might see that differently. Um, well, I mean, who hasn't, in these last eight years, who hasn't stepped out of bounds? Right? Um, who, who, <laughs> who has maintained exactly their job description and and has laid down the law as it should be, uh, colorblind, uh, party blind, and and everything. Who has done that? Who has who has offered us a roadmap to justice? What 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 we're witnessing uh, started with 2016. Um, look, we have bigger problems that go that go far back. But if we talk about the surface level of this disease. Everything really started with the inability of the the communications infrastructure within this country to understand their opposition named Donald Trump and his MAGA uh, supporters. They have never, you know, the old rule in 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 warfare and in polis politics, which unfortunately, in in reality. Sometimes there's a blurred line. I mean, war is politics. Politics is war. But if you want to engage in civilized warfare, civilized politics, you have to understand your enemy. You have to understand your opposition. And politics, let's not use the term enemy. Let's use the term opposition. And the DNC and the media, the mainstream media, the corporate media, whatever you want to call it, you know what I'm talking about. Um did not, could not, and didn't want to. And that's what kicked off what became uh, a whirlpool that is still with us, that created, look, Newton said it, every action creates an equal and opposite reaction. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, was that a cheap shot on the part of the special prosecutor or legitimate business as usual? I, I, I've seen nothing but cheap shots. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I've never been in that position, so I don't know. I don't know what the precise rules of the game for a special counsel are. You know, most Americans probably haven't even heard of a special counsel uh, until until John Durham, when it became a part of our everyday uh, uh, vernacular, when Trump was always on trial. Uh, 
Trump was on trial for this. Trump was on trial for that. Trump said this. Trump said that. Get him. He's crazy. Get him out of office. He doesn't deserve to be here. The Russians hacked the election. The Russians influenced the election. Mass hysteria bred a response of further mass hysteria. And the point of this is, look out for 2024. It's coming to a major headway. So I don't. it doesn't surprise me that... Uh, that that this is finally stumbling, uh, Biden's finding himself almost in a situation like Trump. But let me make this point: politics aside, and 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 you know, I, I've said this, I say this over and over, but you won't find my name on a voter list because I don't vote, because I analyze politics. I don't get emotionally involved in politics. The worst mistake. This is my advice to anybody. The worst mistake is to get emotionally involved in politics because politics, especially in the digital era, is a digital circus. And so what the point that I'm trying to drive home, having no emotional uh, skin in this game, I was able to see very early on that there is an age problem with Biden. That wasn't because of my hatred for Biden. That wasn't because of my denial of of the the reality and that oh no that can't be he Biden is is he's so moderate in his temperament he's so presidential he's so experienced I could remove all of that and look at and see this is a very aging person I saw it uh, in 2019 uh, in late 2018 on the campaign trail that you know for him the trail to winning uh, the Democratic um, candidacy. Uh, and 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 I could see it with each passing year, each passing month. And and I, I've often cited that there was a particular moment in July of 2022 where the New York Times came out with two headlines questioning his age. And I said, that's the beginning. I said it on this podcast. Watch for this. Now, I knew that it wasn't a wily uh, coyote moment where he was going to go off the cliff because you can't do that. You can't just... You can't attack a sitting president and and undo his presidency into you know within a matter of two weeks. That would create a vacuum. That would create chaos. It is a death by political death, not biological. It was a political death by a thousand cuts. And we are now at the point where Biden has had nine hundred and something gashes, and he he's he's toast. Look. In, in a sense, he did it to himself, okay? Just by virtue of being too old to run, but he wanted the glory, he got the glory, but he got the glory at the very end of his career. And so, look, you have to call a spade a spade. You have to call a, 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 a club a club, a diamond a diamond. He is very old and, and he is incompetent uh, in, because of his age to to run the country as we head into the most tumultuous time of our nation's history in the last hundred or or at least 75 years no question about that so i'm going to leave aside no they shouldn't have done this they shouldn't have done that their people are finally acknowledging voters are finally acknowledging in masses that we can't do this we we can't have him at the helm of the ship so, you know, where that goes, I'll let you pick up with, you know, what, what, you know, what happens, how it happens and, 
whatever you see fit. Okay, kind of in bullet form. Uh, so first and foremost, um, uh, age already was an issue. I don't believe the media is driving it. I think it's actually being pushed from the bottom up. Polls have been clear really right from the outset of the 24 campaign that, uh, you know, three out of four people don't want either candidate. A solid majority feel that both are too old to be seeking a second term as president. That's actually being driven by the public. And of course, the media is reinforcing it. But the media, you know, can kind of lay out the agenda and provide the video for folks. But I, I think the public drives it. Secondly, it was not within the purview of a special prosecutor investigating potential crimes to talk about the personal life of, um, of, of the president of the United States, just as it isn't the purview of um, uh, uh, a district attorney who is, is called a grand jury to release uh, private results of depositions where 80% of the depositions are, I don't know, I can't recall, I'm not sure, I don't recall. That's a standard operating procedure. Um, and, and, and so I, I, I have to say that what Mr. Herr got out of it was um, that he'll be a regular on the cocktail circuit, Republican cocktail circuit in, in New York and uh, uh uh, uh, Washington, and he will burnish his career credentials because, on one hand, he didn't indict the president or recommend it, but on the other hand, he did the the proper partisan thing. But here's my problem: I don't think any president uh, can handle the next four years. I mean, we are watching tumult. Uh, and uh, unprecedented tumult in such a short period of time. Even before we get into AI, uh, there is so much before us that is failing uh, and that Americans are losing trust. Our institutions, and I just don't mean parties and and politicians and, and government agencies, I'm talking about the gamut of institutions, Americans have lost trust in those. And I don't believe that one person can arise and be a savior. But I also don't believe that these two men are the people uh, who who should be attempting to lead uh, and kind of transitioning us into the next era, particularly when they've had their chance and, and Joe Biden himself called him, himself a transitional figure. And so th- that's the problem I have with this election. Now, one obvious question, is Joe Biden finished after the special prosecutor's report? Uh, interestingly, the polling that's been done in the last couple of days suggests uh, that the race is tightening that whereas Trump had been leading by three, four points, as many as five, six points, that now the average of the most recent polls 
uh, is actually a one-point race. Biden leading by one here and there or tied. Trump leading by one or two here and there. It's very slight within the margin of error average um, lead for, uh, for Donald Trump. But uh, I think voters are going to be much more driven by voting against a candidate than they are energized and inspired to vote for a president. My final point on this matter, and then I have one other thing that I want to talk about, is that uh, I still say that Biden has a record to run on, uh, a record that has helped the country avoid major disasters, has allowed Americans to spend, uh, and has allowed uh, everything from inflation to go down, unemployment to go down, the number of people in the workforce to go up, wages to surpass the rate of inflation, infrastructure projects that haven't even hit yet, but will hit during election year and in places like Nevada and Arizona and Michigan and Wisconsin. And so uh, this race is not over by any stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, I guess I guess what I do here, and this is typically how we do it, is, is you know, I, I say you, you challenge what I say. And then in, in your responses, I, I challenge back. Uh, in order, uh, was it driven by the people in terms of the perception of Biden's age or was it was it driven by the media? Well, of course, if you ask Republicans, they were saying, well, he's brain dead, right? Independence, I'll just be, you know, I'll just be um, conservative in, 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 in my guesstimation because I, I can't I can't aggregate all of the polls that have been done over the last three years. But independents were were probably on the fence. Some of them agreed. Some of them disagreed. Democrats were in total disagreement. I would say in total denial. They did not want to hear about that. But then as that that very pivotal moment that I keep talking about with the New York Times, that started it all because then you started to see a whole string of polls come out were asking whether Biden deserved re-election or not. And the percentage would be anywhere from 40 to 50 percent. And this was being published in, on CNN and The Washington Post, New York Times, poll after poll after poll. Biden doesn't deserve uh, re-election. Half of Americans think so. What that says is nearly all Republicans were in agreement and just enough independents were tilting that way. But then what we started to see recently over the last several weeks or a few months were more and more Democrats finally getting on board with that notion and more or less being in alignment with the independent voters who made up their mind Biden is too old. Where does that come from? I can only think that it came from the, 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 the string of polls and the increasing negative media coverage, because before that, the media didn't want to talk about that. They wanted to avoid that. Then they started shining a light. This is my interpretation. Um, of course, people are going to agree or disagree. Your question as to Mr. Herr and whether he did right or wrong, I, I don't, again, I, I, I don't know the law. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a legal thinker. But my question to that is, and this is for people to chew on, is 
Are there double standards? Are we starting to see double standards? Have we seen double standards? You know, have we seen unfairness uh, practice towards certain political um, um, members of, of a certain political party? Uh, and have we seen fairness across the board? Well, I don't think so. I think maybe this is the first time that, um, you know, Biden has had a taste of, of what what uh, the former president had to deal with for, for a number of years. Of course, I know he brought that on himself. I'm not defending him. Three more things. Uh, inflation. You can look at inflation year over year. And I think that that's basically tantamount to uh, cherry picking. Because you can look at it year over year. You can look at it over the last two years. You can look at it since Biden took office. You can look at it going back 2016. Look at it on a, a lot of different scales or timelines. And what you'll find is the one that shows the lowest is the year over year. But in reality, inflation is creeping and creeping and creeping. Um, employment, we find time and time again that a lot of these jobs being created are temp jobs. Uh, a lot of these jobs being created are part-time jobs without benefits. What we also know is that the formula for determining the unemployment rate is a little bogus. You know, they, they, it, it has to fit certain parameters. Those who say they've dropped out of the workforce, well, well, why would you not count those? Those are what we would call that would be your bottom cast in a cast system. That that would be that would be your give uppers. That that would be your Americans who think the American dream is dead. Wouldn't you want to count those folks in the unemployment rate? Why would we cut them out? Oh, well, I know why. Because it boosts, it lowers the the unemployment rate. Wages. Here's this is the last data point, and this is very important. Median income has risen. Sure. But why has it risen? We are in a bifurcated economy. A bifurcated economy is an, is an economy where those at the top of the pyramid get a larger and larger piece of the, the economic pie, while the bottom 99 or 90%, we'll say 90, the bottom 90% get less and less, they get, they get poorer. It's because of inflation. Inflation is an engine to transfer wealth to the top. It, it's, it's always been that way. So what's happening is, the, the incomes of the top 10% are inflating the average and the median. What if we, what if we were just, 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 to, just to see, what if we looked at the median and the, uh, and, and, and the average income of the bottom 90%? How much is that, those who make over six figures, inflating that number? So true, those, in, those who are making six figures and more are doing better. Hence why you asked the a pollster asked the typical question, you know, is are things headed in the right direction, the wrong direction? You're going to get like 20 percent who are saying it's headed in the right. Those are people who are basically with master's degrees, with with doctorates, uh, you know, entrepreneurs who are doing well and those who make six figures. But for the rest of Americans who aren't making six figures, they are doing terrible. They're doing terribly. OK. I have one more thing uh, because yes. we haven't been on in a while. So I'm watching uh, very, very closely uh, uh, New York Congressional District uh, number three. That's George mm -hmm. Santos' seat um, and uh, held by a Republican and uh, Tom Sawazi, 
former candidate for governor, former congressman from much of, of that current district, running against very interesting uh, Republican councilwoman, um, May, Maisie Pillip, uh, who has an interesting personal story. Um, uh, we're looking at it because if the, de uh, if the Democrats pick up, that, that will be a, a series of off-year elections that Democrats have been picking up. Also looking at it because the Republican uh, majority in the House of Representatives is down to three. It'll be down to two if Tom Suozzi wins. And then obviously we're looking at it as a prefigure for next year. What's fascinating to me about this is that the number one and number two issues are immigration and crime. And that's uh, less of a direct impact on uh, Mineola and um, uh, long, parts of Long Island, although yes, an impact, much more of an impact on nearby New York City and the perception that the border is out of control. And so we're watching it. As I speak, there are two polls that show Swazi ahead, one 52-48 and the other 48-44. I'm going to suggest, of course, a lot of people aren't going to watch this or hear it until election results are in, but I just have a feeling um, we, we may be talking about an election that's too close to call hmm. uh, by the end of this evening. Any thoughts? And because I'm done. No, I, I I I trust your judgment because I haven't looked at the polling, uh, or maybe you're saying you haven't either. It's it's just your hunch. Um, I I would have I would have um, I wouldn't know. So I I will trust your judgment on that. Okay, uh, that's how it should be. Um, all, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Jer. I had a lot of fun. Take care. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, it's important that we, we uh, continue to talk about the most controversial topics of the day and to, to do it in a manner where we can still be father and son and business partners at the end of the day. As always, we're trying to mirror, we're trying to set the example. This is the, I think this is the kind of life we as a nation want to lead. And I don't think we want anything different from, from, from that. I totally agree, but I'm the father and you're the son. Don't ever pretend to be. All right. Uh, <laughs> of course. Uh, you're great. I love listening to you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.